Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stephen James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. So I haven't had an orgasm in 65 days. And you might be wondering, why would you do that? That's crazy, that's stupid. And trust me, just a few years ago, I would have been right there with you. But today I wanna share with you what inspired me to stop having an orgasm, the benefits I've experienced as a result, and the consequences of having an orgasm and what it does to your brain and your body and how it affects your relationships and your life. And then I'm also gonna share with you a variety of resources that if you wanna explore this deeper, I wanna implore you to do so. I'll share with you a variety that I've learned from uh, that's really benefited me. Everything I'm sharing with you has been based on my experience, but also research and reading books, but also being a part of communities, uh, reading the stories of other people in relationships, other people that are single, men and women, and uh, how much what I'm sharing with you has benefited their life. There's very few things in life, in my opinion, that you get so much benefit from that you wish you could go back and that you knew it earlier, that you could go back and tell your younger self 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and for me, this is one of those things that I wanna pass on to you because I know for many of you, you've never heard this information before. Nobody taught you this, and it could be affecting your life in ways that you're not even aware of, and I wanna kind of shed some light and kind of reveal to you a little bit of what I've learned and what my experience has been. Um, I want to invite you to have an open mind, to put aside and suspend your belief in what you already know or think you know, and have an open mind and be willing to try something on and explore it a little bit before you judge it. Because I think a lot of people, they judge something that's not part of their existing belief system and model of the world when it's something that could truly benefit your life. And so hopefully you have an open mind if you're still here watching it or you're at least curious with what I have to share uh, with you in this video. I was originally inspired by a book called Cupid's Poison Arrow by Marnia Robinson. Fantastic book, one of the best relationship books that I've ever read. And in this book, um, Marnia shares the consequences and what happens in the brain and the body when you have an orgasm. Now, if you think about it, what purpose is there in having an orgasm? Well, not unless you're trying to fertilize, which is what our genetic DNA is made up of, is to procreate, to duplicate yourself because it ensures our survival. And so our genetic makeup is to procreate with the opposite sex. But not unless you're having sex with someone to fertilize and to produce a baby, a child in this world, what other purpose does having an orgasm provide in your life? In fact, out of every 
every experience that a human being can have without using anything artificial, anything like a drug or food or alcohol or anything like that, an orgasm is the most pleasurable experience that a human being can have. Okay, there's nothing that comes close to it, not unless you're going to use cocaine or, or smoking or alcohol or heroin or something like that. So an orgasm is incredibly powerful, but doesn't serve any utility. All it does is it gives you pleasure. Again, not unless you're actually trying to produce a child. So it gives you a huge sense of pleasure, of excitement. It can provide a relief for you, maybe if you're stressed or anxious, having an orgasm, whether it's watching pornography, which I'm gonna get into a little bit later and shed some light there for you. But even if you're making love with your partner and you have an orgasm, it's producing an immense amount of pleasure. Now, when they do a scan of the brain, when someone's having an orgasm, there's a neurochemical storm that's happening in the brain. And what specifically happens is your levels of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure anytime there's any anticipation of a reward. They call it the molecule of more because you experience dopamine. It provides motivation. It's very healthy. It's good. But we can overstimulate it because dopamine is fired off anytime there's anything new, any level of novelty. So for example, somebody that watches pornography, there's a lot of dopamine every time you open up a new tab on your browser and there's a new woman, there's a new woman, there's that experience and there's that fetish and it's overstimulating your dopamine levels. Well, you also experience dopamine when you have a craving for junk food, when you wanna play video games, when you shop, when you gamble, drugs, alcohol, smoking, all of that produces dopamine which is highly addictive. It's what creates, creates your addiction. So when you have an orgasm, there's a neurochemical storm happening in your brain, dopamine's being fired off, and when they do a brain scan, it's very similar to someone doing drugs, someone doing heroin and cocaine. Okay, that's how powerful an orgasm is. Now the problem with that, when you experience that neurochemical storm and your dopamine levels rise to that level, when you have, when you have an orgasm, is that whatever comes up must come down. So if you're to do cocaine, you're gonna have a high, but you're gonna have a crash. Same thing when you have an orgasm. So mostly for men, for example, when you have an orgasm, immediately afterwards, how do you feel? You feel relaxed, but also you feel this feeling that I'm done. If you're watching pornography, you're no longer interested in pornography. If you're making love with the most attractive person in the world, the moment you have an orgasm, you've ejaculated, you're done. You're just no longer interested, and oftentimes you're tired, and you kind of feel drained, you feel more relaxed, but you want to sleep or whatever it might be, but your dopamine level now is low. For women, it's a similar thing, but sometimes the crash can happen a few days later. In fact, what they've found is that two weeks after having an orgasm, your dopamine levels fluctuate up and down. It takes about two weeks for your brain to achieve a state of equilibrium. So for two weeks afterwards, whether it's immediately after having an orgasm or it's the next day or three days or seven days or even 13 or 14 days later, you're gonna have ups and downs. When your dopamine levels are low, how do you feel? Well, that manifests where you're tired. If you've ever felt tired for no reason, you're like, well, why am I tired today? I got eight hours of sleep. Or you feel lazy, you don't wanna do anything. You know, you just don't have any motivation, you don't have any drive, that's low dopamine. Or you, you just are not that interested, you're kind of desensitized, you're like a zombie. And oftentimes when your dopamine level's low, what happens is you're looking for things that can boost up your dopamine. So you're gonna be more likely to eat junk food. 
because junk food is going to bring up your levels of dopamine. You're going to be more likely to want to watch pornography, right? Because pornography is a way to elevate your dopamine levels. Or maybe it's having sex, or maybe it's watching videos on YouTube and binge watching, or maybe it's playing video games, or maybe it's gambling, or maybe it's shopping. All of these things, or maybe it's alcohol or drugs, all of those things you're more susceptible to when your dopamine levels are low. And this is something that I used to experience a lot because I used to have these days where I just didn't want to do anything. I felt lazy. I kind of even felt depressed, tired, and I couldn't understand why. You know, why is it that I feel this way when there's no reason that I can really think of? And I looked at everything from my diet and, you know, all the different things of self-development that I could in trying to resolve that, that low day until I eventually concluded that it was the result of having low dopamine, which was a result of overstimulating my dopamine levels through orgasms, whether it's pornography or just masturbation or even through sex. And so what Marnia Robinson brings light to from her own experience, but also a lot of, the, a lot of stories of what she shares, is that if you're in a relationship, what happens is you become desensitized to your partner. In fact, what can happen in a relationship is you start losing interest in your partner. You're less attracted to them. When you first started dating them, you're really attracted to your partner, especially because the dopamine of the newness and the excitement and the fantasy of being with them was very fresh. But what happens is over time, you get habituated to your partner. So you lose attraction for your partner in some cases. Even if they're the most attractive person, everyone's going to experience that time of where they get habituated to that person. But also what they found is that when you have low dopamine after the two weeks, you have some days when your dopamine is low and you're agitated at your partner. You're kind of annoyed by them. They leave the toilet seat up or they leave a cupboard open and you get upset with them. You're more reactive and it affects relationships in a very destructive way. A lot of couples, they end up fighting as a result and they don't realize that part of what's contributing to that, although it's not the only factor, it could be other factors as well, but as a result is low dopamine from having an orgasm that takes about two weeks for your brain to recover from. Fascinating. So what Marnie Robinson suggests and what she shares is this idea of, of not having an orgasm with your partner or even if you're single, not having orgasms by masturbating or watching pornography or having partners, that there's a new method called the Coretza method. It's not new. It's been around for a very, very long time. But the Coretza method, which is what I practice with my partner, with Tatiana, is a way of lovemaking without the outcome of having an orgasm. In fact, the main purpose is intimacy and connection. See, a lot of people, when they're in a relationship, their sex life is influenced by pornography, for example, which is not, which is not really great sex. It's, it's, it's a very physical way of having sex, but it's a disconnect emotionally and spiritually with your partner. And so, for example, a lot of people, when they make love to their partner, it's not really making love because oftentimes they have their eyes closed and they're fantasizing about something that arouses them to get them off, but they're not really connected with their partner. They're just stimulating each other's genitals and they eventually have an orgasm and they define the success of their lovemaking based on whether or not they got off. They're attached to that outcome. And if you don't have an orgasm, it wasn't great, it wasn't great sex. And what Coretza method's about, it's not about having any outcome for an orgasm. In fact, it's about having a slow, sensual lovemaking with your partner. It's about intimacy. It's about making deep eye contact with your partner and feeling connected to them. And just slowly, with feather-light feather touch, touching and caressing and connecting with your partner. 
It's about cuddling with them and just very slow stimulation. It's not trying to bring up levels of dopamine. And at first when you do this, it's very new, especially if you've been having sex in a different way. But what it happens though, is it brings out another neurotransmitter and hormone in the body called oxytocin. Oxytocin is a parabonding hormone. So it allows you to feel more connected to your partner. Uh, mothers and even fathers as well, but mothers even more so when they give birth to a child, they're flooded with oxytocin, which makes them physically have to love and care for their baby. In fact, any baby that's not physically loved and touched and cared for will die. Any doctor will tell you that. It's called the failure to thrive syndrome. That's how much human beings were dependent on the love and the touch and the care of another human being for our survival. And so when you have a baby, for example, when a mother is flooded with oxytocin, it doesn't matter what the baby looks like. It could be the ugliest baby in the world. They're going to still be, fall in love with the baby and feel like that's the most beautiful baby in the world even though other people might think otherwise. And it's the same thing in a relationship, is that when you flood your body with oxytocin through cuddling and touch and caressing one another, it brings up oxytocin with you and your partner and you're more attracted and more connected to one another. You're, you're more attracted to your partner because they, they just become like the most beautiful, most attractive person in the world. That's how powerful oxytocin is. And so the Coretza method is a way of lovemaking with your partner where you're not trying to have an orgasm. Now, what also happens when you overstimulate dopamine through having an orgasm, but also for pornography or masturbation, when you overstimulate dopamine, I'm just using orgasm and masturbation and all that as one example, but there's actually many other things like video games, food, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, obviously, all those things that overstimulate dopamine as well. But the problem what happens when you overstimulate levels of dopamine is you build a tolerance for it. And so for example, you end up needing more to, exper to experience pleasure. So for example, if you're someone that watches pornography, which is very, very destructive, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, when you watch pornography, the first time you watch pornography, it's very, very exciting because it's new for you and there's all this rush of dopamine that's happening. But if you start watching pornography on a daily basis, what happens is you start losing the pleasure that you once got from it and you need more to experience more pleasure. That's why they call it the molecule of more. And so as a result of it, a lot of men, but also women, they get more and more into crazy kinky fetishes and fantasies. Um, and, and it's crazy because the pornography industry understands this. They know, just like by the way, Facebook, Instagram, they know how you're getting addicted to this and how it, what it's doing to your brain. And part of the pornography websites and social media platforms, they want to elicit your dopamine to get you addicted to it, to spend more time on their platform. That's how they make more money. And so um, that what happens is when you overstimulate dopamine to those unnatural levels that you're watching a computer screen and you're you know, addicted to it now, then you kind of feel in your day-to-day -day life, you lose sensitivity to things. You do, you're kind of like a zombie. You don't feel joy easily. You don't feel happiness easily. You can't laugh as easily. You can't feel, you can't feel life. And it's like people, they've lost connection with that. They have no idea what it's like. It's like trying to describe to someone what, is, what a flower smells like that's never smelt one before. You know? and, and what happens is when you reset your brain by giving up those things, doing what is called a dopamine detox by giving up an orgasm or pornography or masturbation or a variety of other things too, you reset your brain and what happens is you wake up in the morning 
and you feel great for no reason. You wake up and you walk outside and you just can't believe the vibrancy of everything, that you're so sensitive to the, the, the trees and nature and the sky and the ocean and you, you get joy out of a sunset. You get joy and pleasure out of just all the simple things in life that today most people are so disconnected from because they've really done a lot of damage to their brain by in, overindulging impulsively in these addictions is really what they are because dopamine is what creates that addiction whether it's with sex or orgasm or pornography or whatever else it might be. And so by, by suspending having an orgasm, that's been my experience. I'm just much happier. I'm much more free. There's nothing else I need to change in my life but just that one shift has transformed my life in so many incredible ways. And me and my partner were more attracted to one another. We you know, have way better sex than we ever had before, which is incredible. Um, our, my energy's improved, my happiness, everything. Everything in my brain has, functioning, has been functioning significantly better. And uh, that has been life-changing for me in so many ways, especially as I described to you. I used to have these days of just low motivation and I couldn't understand why versus now, I've achieved a, a state of equilibrium in my brain and harmony in my life where things are more solid and more stable rather than up and down. But also another great benefit that I've gotten from it is I'm smarter. <laughs> it kind of sounds weird saying that, but I can focus better. There's less brain fog. I'm more clear up here. Um, and if you've ever watched this episode of Seinfeld, it's pretty funny where George uh, stops having sex and becomes so much smarter. And then Elaine, on the other hand, starts having a lot of sex. She becomes like an idiot. And it's, it's so funny because I can connect with that a lot more and really relate to it. I feel so much smarter and have much better focus up here. And I can remember things a lot better too. And it's made a huge difference to my cognitive function. Now, what I'm sharing with you, it's actually not that new. It's been around for thousands of years. In fact, uh, Taoist lovemaking they believe in non-ejaculation and that your semen as a man is your life energy. And so every time you do ejaculate and you, know, you, you, you spread your semen, you're losing your life energy, which affects your health and your well-being and a variety of other factors. And there's some truth to that, but now with the, the science that's been done on how they can measure the brain and seeing what's happened to the brain when you do have an orgasm, that, that for me was the convincing evidence uh, that's really opened things up for me in a lot of different ways. Um, but also, you might be asking, well, you know, if you're a man, what do you do about the sexual tension and energy that you're going to feel in your body? For example, if you're a man, you might, you know, encounter something like blue balls um, and have you feel, you know, in your growing area, you're going to feel the sexual energy there that you want to release it. Well, this is where there's a lot of exercises and practices uh, through Tantra and, you know, a variety of different means where you can learn how to circulate the energy throughout your body. So I've, I've done a lot of Tantra and studied that as well. And what you can do is that energy in your body, if you close your eyes, or you can have your eyes open, but you want to flex your PC muscle. Your PC muscle is when you're going to the bathroom, you're going to urinate. If you stop the flow of urine, that's using your PC muscle. And that's something, by the way, you want to, you want to strengthen by doing Kegel exercises. When you flex that, that becomes stronger and that actually provides better control for you when you're making love uh, with your partner. Uh, but when you flex that PC muscle, you can imagine the energy flowing all the way up your spine, all the way up here to your crown chakra, up here to your head, and then flowing down to the front of you. You can store that right here in your navel. Um, but that's how you can transmute your sexual energy. Napoleon Hill wrote about it in the book Think and Grow Rich, 
but it's practicing be able to visualize and imagine and flex the muscle through your breath as well. But imagine the energy flowing up. You can store it up here in your brain, which will give you more focus, more drive. But it's learning how to circulate that energy in your body. Uh, Mantak Chia, he wrote a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Man. He's got some great content on this as well and how to, how to use and control the sexual energy throughout your body. But that's something that I'll link to below that uh, you can learn more about. Now, you might be wondering also, well, you know, isn't it good for you to ejaculate once in a while? You know, to... You know, if, if, if you don't ejaculate, that can cause problems, I think, you know, to your prostate or, or things of that nature. And I dug into this a lot deeper as well, and I found that wasn't the case. Uh, first of all, your body can reabsorb the semen, and there's some benefits to that. But also, men usually will have something called a wet dream. And so your body, if it does need to release, it automatically will when you're sleeping. So you might wake up, if you've been doing it for a few months, you might have a wet dream. That's normal, that's fine. You know, that, that, that's something that's, that's your body just will naturally release it. So you don't really need to focus on it that much. Now, I do want to touch base on pornography because you might be wondering about that as well. There's a lot of men that are struggling with this. And a lot of men, they're not even aware of the consequences of pornography. And women as well. And I apologize to the ladies. What I'm sharing with you is also relevant to you as well with orgasms. And, and, and that was an interesting thing for me because uh, of studying Tantra, with my partner and I, we've learned there's benefits to an orgasm for women, especially because women can have different types of orgasms. You can have a clitoral orgasm, you can have a G-spot orgasm, and a deep cervical orgasm. And the deep cervical orgasm especially can be very healing for a woman, and you can release a lot of emotions in your body, stored energy, and it can be really beneficial. But even with the benefits that I've learned there from Tantra, uh, what I've learned from Marnia Robinson, dwarfs the benefits that you get from that. And so even if you're a woman and wondering about that, the book Cupid's Poison Arrow will shed some light for you for that too. But I'm more relating to men because I'm a man and I can share that experience a little bit better. But it still applies to women because I've studied this for women as well. Uh, so anyways, when it comes to pornography, um, the detriments, the dangers of it is number one, the addictiveness of it, the fact that it's the dopamine addiction. And most people that have an addiction, they say, oh, I'm not addicted. I can stop at any time. But they try to stop and they can't. But what pornography does is it's training your brain to be aroused through pixels on a screen. And so you're training yourself to be aroused by having the novelty of multiple women or fetishes or fantasies at your disposal of clicking this image and that video and opening up this tab and that tab, in some cases spending hours doing that. That's having an effect on your brain where you're training your brain to be aroused by that. And a lot of men, what they encounter is that when they're actually with a real woman, they can't compete with that, okay? Because that's not reality. In fact, pornography is not real. There's producers there, and there's multiple cameramen that are there, and they're editing uh, what is supposed to be sex and acting something else that's not based on reality. So you're making yourself believe that that's what real sex is when it's not. And you have a hard time now being attracted to an actual person who is flawed and imperfect that can never compete with what's on a screen. And with a human being, especially when you're in a relationship, that beauty is going to fade over time because you're going to get older and your skin's going to change, your body's going to change, and all of those other factors. So pornography is not sustainable if you're actually planning on being a committed relationship with, the, with someone where you're going to be committed and wanting to be attracted to them over the long haul. 
pornography is always going to be a detriment to that and the more time you spend watching it the more addicted that you become and the less the less it becomes possible for you to connect with a with a woman and then over time you, when you get habituated to your partner you're going to lose attraction for them and you're going to be seeking out the dopamine and the excitement and the variety that you, that you can then experience from a computer screen but also a lot of men deal with performance issues where they have sex, they have um erectile dysfunction where they can't perform, they can't even be aroused with a person that's right there in front of them. And that's a result of overstimulating yourself and training your brain to be attracted to something that's not real. And then I also went over with you the consequences of the dopamine levels. But a lot of men, um, there's a great book called Your Brain on Porn by Gary Wilson. Highly recommend this book. Read it many, many years ago and it convinced me that pornography is just not something I want in my life because it brings up all the science and the studies behind it. But a lot of men deal with issues of depression and anxiety and, and low self-esteem and isolation where they don't want to go out and socialize and connect with people. And it's just so, so destructive. And I think, you know, I, 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 my heart goes out to a lot of men because I see a lot of men and women too that struggle with motivation and procrastination and all these issues, anxiety, and, and they're trying to figure it out, what's going on, and they don't realize that something like pornography is the source in causing this as a problem in their life. And that if they can just give that up, which can be very, very challenging, again, if you've spent your whole life doing it, it can be very challenging to overcome that. So I could go on and on and on. Read the book, Your Brain on Porn. Read the book, Cupid's Poison Arrow. Um, you know, I can share some more resources with you below. I mean, the, the whole NoFap is a big movement now. Um, and it's not to say that you don't, I'm not trying to say to you that you can never have an orgasm for the rest of your life. Because um, obviously if you take that mentality, it's going to be too intimidating. You're not going to try it. The mindset of what I took is just to try it for 30 or 60 days. Just try it. Now you probably are someone that's already had thousands of orgasms in your life. You've already experienced that. You know what that your life has been like by having orgasms in your relationship. You've been with your partner five years, 10 years and you've been doing things a certain way, why not try a new way, a new way, a new possibility, and just try it for 30 or 60 days. You can always go back to having orgasms for the rest of your life, but what would happen if you don't try it? If you don't try it and there's something here available for you that can change your life and your relationship that you can potentially miss out and go your entire life not even knowing about and experiencing the benefits of, even worse, having problems in your life as a result of it, but I couldn't imagine you know, going my life and not having, just giving something a chance for 30 or 60 days and then be able to judge based on my experience rather than just my preconceived notions and beliefs and uh, just kind of shooting something down. So that was kind of the approach that I took. I'm just gonna try it for 30 days. Once you go 30 days or like let's go 60 days and you wanna keep going with it. And then you, know, you can have an orgasm with your partner or with pornography or whatever it is and then compare and then see and then notice and become more aware and that's been my experience too is that over the years when I have had orgasms, I'd pay attention to what's happening and how I feel and journaling that over the next few days and the next two weeks and I found that what Marnia Robinson, Robinson shares and the research of other people's experiences, I could relate and connect with in many different ways. So you could do anything for 30 days, 60 days. If you can't, then I'm concerned because that is kind of alluding to the fact that you have an addiction there because if you're not addicted to something, you should be able to not do it and be okay with that and have that capacity for at least 30 or 60 days. If you can't and you have a hard time, 
then that's shedding light on a bigger issue and challenge, which is an addiction, which is really affecting and controlling your life. So hopefully this video sheds some light on this. There's a lot, there's a lot to learn about this. Another great book is called The Brain That Changes Itself. It's about neuroplasticity. And if you do struggle from addiction, it's a great book because it will help you see how your brain is plastic and it can actually change over time. And so even those that have addictions as horrible as cocaine or drugs, but even what I described to you, which by the way, they've kind of found is kind of just as addictive, pornography and orgasm, but you can heal your brain. Your brain can change over time. And uh, that's the journey that I've been on and focused on for the last few years because I've been highly addicted to, to dopamine, especially when I was a kid playing video games and you know, even success and the drive to make money or build a business is also fueled by dopamine but can also become very addictive and be detrimental some, to some extent as well. So I really hope that I could just shed light here for you. Um, it's a different possibility. It's something that I know some of you will go down the rabbit hole and explore this and connect with what I'm sharing. And I hope that you do. I hope that you get some great benefit because I know there's some people that your life will change in so many great ways because um, I can, you know, my life changes as a result. Some of you might dismiss this and might not be ready for something like this, might not be able to relate and connect to it, and that's fine. Years ago, 10 years ago, I, I would not have watched a video like this, not have done this probably or connected with it. But obviously, you know, when you have more life experience and you can relate a little bit more to something, you might be more open to it. But either way, even if you don't do this, I planted a seed in your psyche that you now know about this. And later down in your life, maybe five or 10 years now, maybe when you are in a relationship, you might remember this video and what I shared with you and maybe understand, hey, you know what? I know I'm not as attracted to my partner. I'm desiring other, other, other people or I've lost this connection with them or you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you're going through, you might remember this and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is what's happening. And then you might decide to come back to something like this and it'll be available for you then too. So really what I want to just do is, is I don't want to force anything on anyone. I'm just sharing with you different possibilities and anything that's benefited my life, I'm here to share it with you so that hopefully you can benefit from it as well. So hey, if you have benefited from this or appreciate a video like this, then please give it a thumbs up. That's a good indicator that I should do more videos like this. You can subscribe here for more videos from me on Project Life Mastery. Um, but also, if you've had any experience or story or can relate or connect, I'd love to hear from you below. So leave a comment below. Uh, if you've you know, been a part of, let's say, the NoFap movement or read the books that I've suggested or even have other resources that can help other people, I think it'd be really incredible if people share that because I could benefit, other people can benefit, I can spread this stuff to other people as well. So please leave a comment below. Thank you guys so much for watching this video. If you, hopefully you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you again in the next one. God bless you, take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.